Welcome to the Relentless Minds podcast with Lori Jimenez, a platform where influential entrepreneurs get real and share their stories of challenges in life that they've had to face head on and conquer in order to be where they are today. Here, you'll get an inside look at the adversities that these individuals have experienced or are currently dealing with, in addition to their opinions on real life matters and philosophies in life. Most importantly, you'll learn what it takes to have a relentless mind so that you too can stay headstrong in your pursuit of a better future. In this podcast, you're going to get 100% authenticity from people that have figured out how to beat the noise that society creates and have a higher level of self-mastery. Hi, welcome back to my podcast, Relentless Minds. Today I have with me Eric Balance. Eric is a spiritual being who believes in manifesting greatness into life and knows that all of us have within ourselves the tools to accomplish our most desired goals. All we have to do is want it enough. Eric carries this concept into his life and into his professional life where he is a business and fitness coach. Thank you so much for being here today, Eric. I truly appreciate you taking the time. I'm super grateful to be here. Well, so I wanted to first kind of start this off by telling you that I've been stalking you a little bit on your social media. (laughs) And I just saw a recent post that you made about three events you're going to be going to for Tony Robbins. Yes, yes, I'm super excited. <laughs> That's the Mastery University Unleash the Power Within and Date with Destiny, which you're going to like kind of travel all over the world for. Yeah, so Mastery University, it's actually a concept called uh, he, that Tony Robbins utilizes as Mastery University. He calls it Mastery University only because he, he believes that this is a university that we all were supposed to have but didn't. Mm. Um, so I've been a huge fan of Tony's, uh, through the power of success. I went in Edmonton and in Calgary, um, a couple of times and the last one, it just really, something was pulling me more so to it. Um, so it's actually, it's actually three events. So the UPW that I'm going to is in London, Mm. um, Unleash the Power Within, uh, Date with Destiny is going to be in care. They call it Canes, Australia. Mm-hmm. I'm probably mispronouncing it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Business Mastery is going to be in Amsterdam, in the, in the Netherlands. Awesome. Oh, my goodness. Actually, when I read that, I was like, can I come with you? Because <laughs> I've been meaning to go to a Tony Robbins event. And they have them locally here. They have them in Chicago. I think they had one in D.C. recently. Yeah. So, I mean, he's all over the place. That's amazing. He, he's everywhere. He, he travels nonstop. Uh, he's all over the place. And, in fact, like... Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you one of my, my huge goals is, is to do exactly what Tony Robbins is doing on a higher level. And there's zero doubt in my mind that I'm going to get there. You want to tap into that? Like, what does that look like? What's, what's your dream? Honestly, is, is to impact and influence millions of people around this world. Absolutely. I think that through my story and, and, and the capabilities that I have within myself, that I can wholeheartedly come up and show up in this world at a high level and help people tap into their own their own potential into their limitless potential for sure and i actually really like that you mentioned that because he's like a mentor right and another guest i had on here he was he actually worked with tony robbins at some point that was like his start of his journey of his mentoring journey a coaching journey and you yourself like i know that there was a point where you kind of you needed that sort of mentoring right so like is that like an influence for you now? Like you, you realize that value of like a mentorship? Oh my goodness. Holy cow. Mentorship has, has changed my life. Um, I've had four different mentors already. Mm. Um, and at each level of my life, having these mentors, I would actually say five because I have, I had like a bodybuilding coach as well. Mm. And everybody has their niche and like their really understanding of where they get better and how to elevate you in different components or areas in your life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's hard to know it all. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you really want to know how to get somewhere at an accelerated space Mm -hmm. at an accelerated rate, that's how you do it. Um, I mean, Albert Einstein, Michael Jordan, um, Oprah Winfrey, uh, you know, Tom Hanks, Harrison Ford, all these wow. big, huge, Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, everybody, you know, that knows anything in this world or has made already a huge impact and influence has had a mentor. Huh. That's super impactful because 
I feel like you've done your research on that because <laughs> I would have never known that they've had mentors. You know, I just yeah. kind of they were geniuses just naturally. It, it's funny how it's so, you feel like, wow, where did these people come from? How are they so great? But the truth is, is each and every one of them had help along the way. Mm, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, that's important because if anything, what I've learned is first, it's accountability, right? So accountability, but it's guidance too. And it's like having somebody there, like, you know, that believes in you and that's kind of pushing you along, right? And it doesn't mean that you won't get there. Eventually, like these people that are being mentored will get to a point where they're able to mentor others because they've developed this way of thinking and acting on their thoughts and goals. But you have to get to that point, like you're not there automatically. Absolutely. You know what? Every pinnacle of anybody's career, nobody got to somewhere amazing immediately. I mean, Tony Robbins has been in the game for 40 years, right? Like that guy, you know, right? Like you can't even compare to that, right? Like if you're just starting out. Mm. But the truth is if, if you're willing to em embrace the journey, embrace, embrace the moments, embrace the presence in your daily life, it's all within us. It's just really taking the, the steps necessary to get to that next level. The mindset is such a, a powerful component in my own life. You know, I spent time away just alone traveling mm. to really get really in tuned with myself. And, you know, I, I think there's, and I think I, I just maybe reached a, like a tiny, like speck of what's capable. Right. So, so it's, it's, it's an ongoing battle of, of learning and enlightenment. I think that that's so important to always embrace life and fight for it because if you're going to always live in, in the certainty of life, I think there's, it, it just gets so, so regular mm -hmm. and they don't like think of the universe, think of life, think of like plants or animals. That's how do you expand? You expand by, by doing things that you don't know that you're uncertain of that, uh -huh. that like, that's the only way that you genuinely grow. If you think in the mind of like, I'm going to continuously do something because of security or, or certainty, then how are you supposed to explode? How are you supposed to tap into that unlimited potential within you. Yep, because that's the thing though. It's like there's a fear too. Like people are so scared of going into the unknown and that's so limiting. I mean, I've experienced it myself and I've had to overcome that same fear so I can speak to it. But it's like a fear when it comes to relationships, you know, when it comes to business decisions, like personal life decisions. It's like, I don't know if that person's going to love me and be loyal. So I'm not going to go into that foolheartedly, you know, or like in business, it's like making that risk, taking that risk and you don't know what the outcome's going to be. So like completely understand what you're saying. It's such a like embracing that uncertainty, embracing that fear, mm. because what I, fe I feel like the fear is, is always resistance, just pushing against you. And once you push against it back or back against it, that's when you start to really get into your uncomfortable, past the uncomfortable, and now you're, you're comfortable again, mm -hmm. right? There's two values, right? Like you're at a, at a low and then at a high, at a low and then at a high. So, so like you're super, your mindset is super expansive and I love it. When did this start, like your journey and all of this? Because you were telling me that it's been recent. So like, I, I want to know about Eric. Yeah, so, so for sure. I, I'd love to get into this. So I would actually, you know, my parents immigrated here from Poland to Canada. And, you know, always struggled, always like, it's always been kind of like a battle, right? Ever since I was a kid. And I think for me, at one point in my in my childhood, I was like, I was tired of, of like, you know, seeing my parents struggle always. And it was just difficult and really not understanding why it has to be so fucking hard, right? Yeah. Like, why are there these kids, you know, going to my school where it's like, you know, they, you know, they got the nice clothes, their parents have the nice mm -hmm. house and like, and I just didn't understand, right? So for me, it was just, uh, it was really hard to comprehend. And I think I think for the longest time, maybe I was angry with myself or angry with my family. But mm. what ended up happening is I started to rebel. And, I, and although I, you know, I was always having good grades up until uh, high school, you know, I, there was a point where I started to rebel and I, I started doing drugs. I actually became a crack addict. Mm. So I was heavily involved in crack cocaine over, you know, three, three years of my life from like around 16 to 19. But before I even started doing crack, I started, I started selling it. 
So I was, huh. I was selling it and it just one, one thing turned into another and fell into the wrong sort of friends and got extremely addicted, extremely mm. addicted where, you know, I literally would be gone for like, my parents didn't even know if I was alive for six months out of the year. Oh sometime. my gosh. Yeah. And it's, it was like, I, I look back now and it's just like, wow, like, fuck, did I put my parents through some shit? Mm. Right? Like, like I put my parents, like they, they probably aged so much over those three years and to be honest you know like it was it was peaks and valleys and and really realistically like you know there was times I got clean and then I relapsed and mm. started, started right back up and I think I was I was 19 years old 19 or 18 18 and a half somewhere who knows uh it was, it's about 11 and a half years ago now so um, and where my, my dad like begged me and he like to go to rehab and like, was just like, and I felt in my heart that I wasn't ready. Like I didn't care enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just continued, I continued doing what I was doing, but I got, I got caught selling drugs because I was still selling and doing it. Cause now that was the only way I could really afford it. Right. Yeah. Uh, was, was to, to continuously sell it. So mm -hmm. I got caught and I fell asleep in my car and, and, and the police kind of, you know, found everything in there. And I was put into jail for, you know, a couple nights until uh, awaiting bail. I got bail and, you know, fuck some normal person was like, holy shit, I got caught. Like, let's no fuck. fuck. I was like, nope, right back at it. Right. So oh. out right back at it. Didn't even care the following day. Right. Just black hearted, not yeah. didn't care about anybody but myself. And it was, it was actually shitty. So Christmas Eve, I had breach, I had, I had conditions. So I was supposed to stay at my mom and dad's and like within this and that, this amount of time I wasn't supposed to leave. And I remember it was like Christmas Eve or something late at night. And I was like, I wanted to go get high so badly. I took my dad's car and he called me and he's like, if you don't fucking come home right now, I'm calling the police and telling them that you're breaching. I was oh. like, do it, do it. I don't care. I didn't even care. And so I went and I got high. I came home the following morning and there were police waiting for me and I got arrested. Um, and I, I hated my dad at that time. It, like mm. I was like, I hate you, this, that. Just hatred, right? Yeah. Just, just utmost hatred. And yeah, it was, it was, I remember spending two weeks, you know, in, in, in or three three weeks maybe just awaiting like a trial because it was fucking it was christmas like around like so no courts weren't in session right like nothing oh was, my god like, so you, so missed you had christmas with your i basically missed christmas right um but not that you know my head didn't care about that yeah about my next hit right i got out eventually um my lawyer with my dad's help of course um got me out and what do you think i did i got back into fucking doing drugs again same, like I didn't even it didn't even miss a beat and at that point how old were you this point uh I was I was I was 18 eight like 19 oh, okay so it's this period of the three years yeah this is yeah. this is the this is the ending so now I'm like getting high and my dad like my dad's like again begged me like please can we can you just like really do this for me or, or like if you don't even like just, just do it for your future self and something hit me when he said like future self right Something like in my head, I don't know. It was like the universe, God, like an elevated state of mind, like your future self. What, what does that even mean? Because in my mind, future self yeah. was like dead in jail, huh. fucked up. Who knows, right? Like I didn't even think of that that far ahead. Like right? you were completely disconnected to even yeah. like caring. Yeah. yeah, like that far ahead, right? And it was funny because... I remember I actually went to detox. I, I so I, I went to detox finally, like again, and I went into detox and I tried to go to rehab immediately after, but there were no spots, so I had to wait like eight days or something. And you, they want you to stay clean for eight days. Are you kidding me? That's stay crazy. clean for eight days after detox? Like that's impossible. Isn't that right? like painful? For me, it's just like the withdrawals of like wanting it, like craving, mm. right? It was like. It wasn't, it wasn't so much painful. Like I would be like sick in bed or whatever, but uh, it was like, I would, I was hungry. I would eat like horse for me. It was like a crazy nicotine craving. I don't even know. I can't even explain it, but I was never the guy that was like getting sweats or like 
I just, I just really wanted to get high all the time. Mm -hmm. right? So they wanted you to wait eight days. By the time eight day came around, I got, I was getting a ride there with another girl. I just got high the whole way there. And they neglected, like when they peed, when they piss tested me on the get in, I couldn't do it. Right. Same thing happened a week later. My dad this time tried to take me, but I couldn't stay clean. So the only way that I literally got into rehab, my dad peed in a cup for me. <gasps> oh my God. My dad peed in a cup for me. I tried to keep it warm, like to put it under my armpit. When I went into the washroom and I poured it into the cylinder, the uh, counselor felt it. He's like, this is kind of cold. And he looked at me and I know when he looked at me, he was like, I, and I looked at him and I, I was like begging him for help with my eyes. Oh my God. And he let me in. It, it, I was there for seven weeks and it's changed my life. Oh my God. Like you needed yeah. that. I can't. I needed that. just, oh my God. That just makes me like wonder. It's like how many people, you know, are like, they are not able to get this opportunity, even if they were to be high when they go in, you know? And it's like, it changed your life. How many other lives? Uh, it 100% it, it, it did. I, I, you were supposed to be there for five weeks. I asked my dad paid for an extra two weeks because I asked my dad. So I stayed for seven. Okay, so right there, I knew that I was a spiritual being because it was it was an Indian Métis rehab center. So it was very like, there, there it wasn't extremely like religious, but it was spiritual. Mm -hmm. so I, my parents are extremely religious, like Roman Catholic, Polish, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, but I'm, I'm not. I'm more of like the spiritual aspect. So I believe in like a higher being, state God, of course. For me, it's just never was, it was more about just being in your spirit, in your element, in your like, in your, in your presence. Right. So that's what I really loved about it. And it was like the occasions of like the sweat lodge and, you know, the different in the sweat lodge, what it was, it was like, getting, like we would spend it with elders and it's like, it was, it was so enlightening. Yeah. Okay? That's what I was going to say. It really was. And it was like, I really started reading more. I started learning more. I started wanting more out of life. And wow. I mean, it wasn't immediate. It, like after this haul happened, my parents took me to Europe because they like, I didn't want to stay alone. Right. You know, they took me for two months to Europe with them. Uh, we went all over, like all over Europe. Like they've always been, we've always traveled. Right. So we got to see some family and, and spent tons of time like with them. So it was really nice to just spend more time with them. I believe that whole trip saved my life as well. And then I came back and started working, right? Like in retail and, and I focused in like, like I, I worked at Lululemon. I don't know if you. I do know Lululemon. <laughs> I started working out there and like, it was like health, health was always a thing for me. I really liked it. Wow. Um, so I started getting into like yoga and, and fitness again. And like, uh, I met like a girl, of course, and she, she helped me to a certain point. And then, after that, it was like, what's next? And I developed a, you know, I got a journeyman welding ticket. So I went to uh, like college and did uh, like a, a trade ticket, right? Trade school college. Um, so I worked in the oil field a little bit. And then I went, I was like, this is not enough. I was, I was still unhappy and I still hmm. wanted more. So I went back to university and I got a degree and I, I was able to, you know, really utilize uh, university at, at, a, at a new level right like I got very involved I was very like you know all about the books and like learning and growing and like really giving more back right so I was like at first year I was like vice president of the accounting club and then the third and fourth year I was like the president accounting club and uh, then I became like an ambassador to the designation of, of the CPA right and, and all of this like really like I, I started being featured in different publications in the school. And it was just, it was like literally in my head, I was like, I'm going to be the best student. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. I was the best student, right? Yeah. I, I'm going to get my shit together. And that's what I did. I got my shit together. Right. And then, you know, I met a girl again, we ended up getting engaged, right? Great woman, awesome person. We had a lot of opportunities to, you know, travel and see the world. And how old were you at this point? So at this point, you know, I'm, I would say 26, 27. So you graduated from school and graduated from you university. found the love of your life. The love of my life. Uh, we got married in, we got married 20, I was 28. So at that point, uh, we got married in Paris. 
of course. Yeah, so we got married in Paris. It was very romantic. It was it was perfect. It was a ten person wedding, very small, and yeah, it was like uh, you know I had it all. I had now it, it's funny because I went from rock fucking bottom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And now I'm I'm graduated and like high level student dean's list. Um, you know I have multiple offers from big firms. I have a wife. You know, I have a house, I have a car, whatever. Like I had everybody, what everybody thought they needed or wanted, right? In the fact, Cana- myself. The Canadian dream. The, the American Canadian dream. <laughs> right? And, and yeah. I thought that I thought I was I thought I was set, right? I was set for life, right? Like, but I I I, I literally we got back from our our honeymoon. We spent you know two months in Europe. Mm-hmm. After the wedding, we got back, and three months in this new big firm that I'm working in, I hate my life. I hate my job. Mm. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not this corporate guy. I have so much more to offer. People were asking me to clean out a popcorn machine. Like, are you kidding me? I just, I was like on the Dean's list. (laughs) What I mean, like people, lawyers, doctors, you know, accountants, there's so many amazing people out there that get all this thing. And then, and then again, you, you get out of school, you do these amazing degrees and you're back at like ground level, right? Yeah. Well, that's corporate. You corporate. Know? And yeah. it's some, it's some like, I don't think I've ever been in a corporate position. I'm like you, where I've always looked for that next opportunity. It's like unsatiable, you know, Yeah. you're in one thing, you're doing one thing. And I actually talk about to my friends about this because it's like, I wonder if people think I'm unstable <laughs> because I'll do something for a couple of months and I'll immediately figure out that's not mine. But you know what? I wanted to say something on that because it was Jim Brown who said, whatever your whatever you want to go for, and I'm going to summarize it because I don't know it word for word, but basically whatever you your goal you have, go at it 150% because you will know sooner if that's meant for you or not. Right. So I can just be like, well, I basically give everything that I go after my all and I know immediately if I feel it or not. And I mean, it doesn't take me a while. And then I'll just be like, okay, it's not for me. Next opportunity, you know? Yeah. And and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like we're not, I don't believe that we're meant to do the same thing for the rest of our lives here. Yeah. Or the same or something for too long. Unless like, like coaching, like, you know, what Tony Robbins does since we brought him, he does, he's done it for 40 years. It's like, but there's so much more impact. There's so much more purpose in that. There's He has 54 companies though. So he's always doing that's something. That's true. Right? Yeah, that's you know, like, true. Like, yeah, right. so he gets a lot of different diversity, right? And it's like, it just, I literally, and I was trying and, and, and it was so, it was kind of hard because I spent five years in university, right? Now I was working on my designation. So my designation was like another three years, right? What degree did you get? Uh, I majored. I majored in accounting, Bachelor of Commerce. Uh, I hate numbers. <laughs> one plus one. <laughs> See, I was I was very good with numbers. I've always been very good with numbers. <laughs> but now I feel like I'm tapping into a lot of my creative side as well, mm-hmm. right? Like so, which is funny because you know you know how they always say like you're gonna be you're either one or the other. Yeah, you can be no. as many things as you want to be. So that's what ended up happening is, you know, so I, I spent three months and I, I, I left, I quit and mm-hmm. I worked because it was a public accounting firm. So I worked on the, I turned into the industry side of things. So I worked for, because I told you before I, I had like a welding ticket, like a deep pressure welder. Right. So mm-hmm. I worked as a welder in this company. So they hired me on as a, an accountant now. Right. And same thing. I lasted two months and I was like, I can't Jeez. do this. Yeah. I'm done. So what happened is I went back to the oil field. And, and, and so just so you know, meanwhile, my wife is having a fucking aneurysm, right? Each like, because, time. Like, each time. Because she's like, what are you doing? Like, what do you mean? Like, I signed up for an, like a corporate husband, you know, suit and tie, nine to five. Like She said that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she's, she, she's like, like, this is what I. Yeah. So what are you doing now? But, you know, super supportive, like, what are you doing now? Until later down the road, until it happened a few times, right? Like, so, so I went back to the oil field and I spent the next two years there making crazy good money. It was awesome. But I was still missing something. Like, I was making super awesome money, you know, like over six figures, no problem. And I wasn't happy. 
I was gone all the time, 12, 15 hour days, right? Wow. Hated my life. I was, I, and I was like, I'm yeah. worth so much more than this. Yes. I um, am not going to just settle, live here, do this because of the money. Like I'll figure out how to make money. Or because of someone else's expectations. Especially because of that. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was, it had to be because of like what I wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, we, I, we booked another trip to go to go to Europe. And when I got back uh, and I started working at a BMW dealership, I love cars. I got into sales. So again, what are you doing, Eric? First month, I'm like the best top sales salesman, right? So just crushed it. Like didn't even care, just crushed it. Because I put my mind to everything. Everything I put my mind, again, it comes back that. to like my focus, right? Is like I, once I do it, I'm doing, I'm doing great. So I'm killing it. I'm the best immediately in the first three months, they promote me to like the internet sales manager, right? Cause they love my presence. They love that I'm involved. They love that, you know, I know I'm, I'm savvy on the internet and whatever, like the car industry is weird, right? Like you have to be very, uh, it, it consumes you first of all, cause you're always there. So you're, you're really never turned off, which is fine if you're working for yourself. Right. But if you're working for somebody else, and you, you can never be turned off and it kind of sucks. I, like personally, yep. I didn't like that. Yep. And then it was, it was, there's a lot of ebb and flow, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And like when it gets really bad, it gets bad. You're like, I'm working for free right now. Right? Like, yeah. You know, which is fine if you're again, working for yourself. I know. Right? When you're working on your own dream. Fuck, I, I feel like you started realizing that. something at that point. 100%. So, and this is, this is where like, this is exactly, thank you for, for bringing that up because <laughs> exactly. I was like, hold on a second. I'm not getting paid and I'm working my ass off mm-hmm. to get these like people through the door. What if I start doing the same thing mm-hmm. for myself? Okay. What if I do start, start implementing the same strategies, the same work ethics, the same hard work for myself. Granted, I can't sell a car cause I don't, I don't have like, you know, a hundred BMWs, you know, in the back, in my backyard. Yeah. 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 But I have way more other things to offer. And fitness has always been the one thing in my life that I've never left. Like it's been since that moment that I left rehab Mm -hmm. to today, to this moment, I've been working out. I've never stopped. So that was the one thing in my head. It was like, it was a ha moment. This is the one thing that is I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. It's the one thing that has never gone awry it's like I've always focused on it you're passionate about it I've been so passionate I had two bodybuilding competitions I won my first one Mm -hmm. I got third in my second one right like wow loved it right like you know and and now I just continue to stay fit because I love it it's my time so my buddy at the time he he developed and implemented his online business so I hired him I hired him I I spent my last eight thousand dollars that I had in my savings account. Oh my God. And I hired him. So he was, he was running his own online business. Yeah. Mm, Got it. And he was mentoring other fitness coaches to do the same thing. So I was like, I seen what he done in the last two years, you know, I seen his success and I really wanted it. And I really, I didn't care, you know, if it was my last $8,000, I didn't even, I didn't even ask my wife. I just did it. You invested in yourself first. I invested myself first. And when she found out that I did that, she was so mad at me. Hold on a second. Let me take that back. She wasn't mad at me immediately. She was like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, are you sure? Yeah, yeah. But but I felt the anger. (sighs) Angela was a very good human being. She still is a good human being. She's an amazing human being. Our goals were very different. Right. And I think that's where we really started to fall apart because in between all of this, what I didn't tell you is I tried to open a business as well, where I lost Mm $25,000 in between all of, all of these different ventures. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was like anxiety upon anxiety upon anxiety and people it's okay. Like sometimes people just need that security. Right. And I couldn't provide that to her at that time, but I needed to, go in all, all in on my passion and myself exactly. yep. because otherwise I was just going to settle and I was either going to one, I was going to start to uh, really hate her 
because she didn't let me or yeah. um, she was going to start hate, hating me, right? Because I was just becoming a miserable prick, right? Yeah. You were in a journey too. You were in this process of like finding yourself. 100%. Like finding what you were meant to do in life. And like, you can't control that when it comes. If that comes to a person who like you are a driver, like you're someone that needs to act like it's innately in you. It doesn't matter what scenario you're in. Like, obviously you, you saw that from when you were with your family and I can speak to that because I've had that same sort of situation happen. Right. Well, we're now, I mean, we've both kind of like controlled that to where it's, we're not hurting people, but like in a past time in our lives, we were in this point in our lives where we were just like sort of an area of selfishness, you know? And it was just for, for that relentless pursuit of what we thought we wanted or needed at that time. I mean, like, yeah, it's tough, but it was so tough. It was so, it was so tough. In fact, you know, I remember I was, there was a Friday I had off from the dealership and I was focusing on like learning and like really embedded and focused on like trying to get better at like, you know, trying to start my online business you know, so the knowledge, whatever, I, like, I was, well, I was studying, basically just really working, hustling on the side of my hustle, right, and I remember she was calling me, and she was, like, calling me nonstop, and I was, like, just leave me alone, I really want to focus, and she wouldn't give me the time of day, and, like, I was, like, I get it, you have your nine to five, you want to do that, that's cool, but I wanted to focus on this business, because I really want to elevate us to the next level, and she's, like, well, what are you doing, like, this is so stupid, everybody's doing it, like, this is so dumb, um blah blah blah. and I was just like I'll talk to you when I get home and I talked when we came home I was like and we need to like we need to go our separate or like we need a break because this is like not working for me I'm I'm getting overwhelmed and you're unhappy uh you're you 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 clearly show so show anxiety and things like this and for me it was like what's the next step right like are you gonna like do you want to move out like what do you want to do so she moved to her parents Mm. She moves to her parents and then, you know, it's funny because like at first you're like, yeah, I'm focused, right? And during this time, you're just like, holy fuck, like this is my wife. Like I love her, right? Mm-hmm. I do. I love her. So how how now she's leaving, you know, she's crying and walking out the door or whatever, like, you know, taking her stuff. And it just gives you so much pain because you know you love her, yeah. but you're like, you want what's best for yourself as well. So it's like, how at the, how at what point do you decide fuck like okay like let's figure it out yeah but yeah you just have to you have to believe in yourself and know that it's the right thing because i wasn't showing up for her either mm-hmm. right like i wasn't being a good husband i wasn't being the, the man that like that she needed she needed somebody that you know was there for her every every day you know i was focused on myself i was like there was that component of selfishness right? Mm-hmm. And she needed some, she needed a man to show up for her. And I wasn't that guy at that time. I wasn't. I think that it also comes to a point where, where's the line drawn where I lose myself in order to be something for somebody else who's not really me. And how long is, am I going to be expected to do that? Because whether I think personally, whether it was that you decided to make it work at that moment it was either going to be a breakup at that moment or it was going to be a year or two years or three years or when the kids come because, you know, you can't control that if it's you. And I mean, I've seen, I've kind of seen that with people too, where they're, they're a certain way when they're 20 or 22 or 23, and then they just kind of find themselves. Right. And then they're completely different at 28, 29. And then it's either like those, that couple, they grew together and in the same direction or they didn't. Yeah. And you can't control that, unfortunately. No, and I agree. And, and I feel like that's where the hard, hard decisions come, right? Like, we're both crying, right? Emotions are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, did I do the right thing? Did I even, like, suggest the right thing? But then you, like, look, look deep down. You really deep down and, like, feel that pain. And you're like, no, this is the right thing. This is the right thing for me, right? You know, yeah, I got married. You know, I, I took a vow, whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to stay married if I'm unhappy. Right. Yeah. And I think at that point, you know, we, we, we were separated now for four weeks and, you know, we were talking, uh, you know, once or like twice, three times. And then we started talking again. 
like, okay, what's happening? Like, what are we doing? Are we going to figure this out? You know, or do we want to figure this out? And I think there was a point where at, at one point where we both kind of did. Uh, and I know I did. I know I was like, I was really like ready to, to maybe figure this out, make it work. Um, you know, I missed her. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and two weeks later, uh, she, I don't know, something happened, right? Like whatever happened, happened. It doesn't matter. But connecting, she's like, I can't do this. This is not happening. We're, we're not getting back together. And I fucking sat there and I was like, whoa, like I loved her. Like we got married. I still, you know, like we, like even thinking of back, back to that moment, it like, it brings back some serious emotion because it's like, holy fuck, like this person I was supposed to spend the next rest of my life with. And we're not going to do that anymore. Mm. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself after 12 fucking years, I'm going to go get high. Wow. Yeah. After 12 years. It was the most scariest. Like my heart started. Um, just started pounding. Sorry. Like off the wall. Like my heart was just going crazy. And all of a sudden, my cat, my little cat pickle, I was laying on the couch and I was crying, of course. And she sat on my chest and she wouldn't, like, she started kneading and she laid down and she wouldn't move, like, wouldn't move. Hmm. Some sort of, like, some sort of power or element or the yeah. universe yep. came over me and was like, the guardian angel was like, and, and, and I fell asleep. And I fell asleep. And at your I woke hardest, up. At your hardest at my hardest time, time. Like, in my hardest time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I wanted, I was going to go get fucked up. There was no, wow. there, I, you were at that point. I, I was at that point. It was so scary. Like my heart was like, how do I do this? How am I going to figure this out? I need to do this. Like, I remember waking up the following morning and I was back in the oil field because I needed to get back into the oil field. Uh, the reason I went back already to the oil field from the car dealership was because I needed to get like the mortgage back on my own, on my own name. Right. Because we were separating whatever. Right. So I was, I was in that process and you know, with me having that higher income, it was easy, is easier to transition or whatever. Right. So, and that was like my always has been my like fallback plan is the oil field. And I'm working on my side business. A lot. You've got a lot going on. Yeah. And my wife is leaving me. Jeez. So I'm spent like, I'm, I, I'm literally waking up, going to the gym at five o'clock in the morning, making sure, going to bed at like 12, getting five hours of sleep every fucking day and working 12, 13 hours and then, and then on my side hustle, right? So like just 20 hours, like 19, 20 hours a day for sure. <laughs> and I woke up with this, this following morning after wanting to get just blitzed yeah. with new power and element in my life where I was like, I am going to like crush life. I am going to show up so powerfully in this world. I am going to do everything in my power to like just transition and change because all this struggle is just giving me so much more strength. Huh. You must've been proud of yourself for that moment. Like you faced your lowest low and you got past that, like your lowest low at that point after 12 years. Right. I mean, if you took that, your cat on your chest, like a sign from above, from the universe, like telling you, yo, slow down, you'll be fine. It's like that in itself was enough confirmation, man. 100%. Intense. It was so intense. And it, it's, it, and since that moment, um, I ended up working in, in, in the oil field for probably a, another two months. Mm-hmm. And my online business just started exploding. Wow just exploding so i literally had to leave the oil field which was making good money which i was making good money because my online business had become so successful i needed to spend more time focusing on it oh my goodness wow yeah so it was like it was amazing how long ago was that because i that must have not been too long ago this whole period no so i've been in the online space now 10 months Oh my god! Like fully, uh, fully. I have to say something about this. I yeah. have to, because ten months, two months, 
your night <laughs> that night was a year ago yep wow yeah oh my god but you put yourself in a position where all of the noise was removed all of this noise was removed and you were free to be who you were meant to be and when you realize that when you come to terms with like hey you look around you're like fuck i can do whatever i want to do you mm -hmm. are you open the doors to so much growth so much that's it's, so it, beautiful it's and now now i get to help people now i get to see people succeed now i get to live life on my own terms like i have such amazing freedoms in my life i get to you know wake up go to sleep travel do whatever i want when i want and i get to the best part is is like i get to meet amazing people like yourself like people from around the world that i would have never ever you know had had the opportunity to, to meet because if i wasn't online i would have never met them right yeah or even just like looking for your purpose because like these people are also at the same time they're looking to connect they value this you know and you just don't find those people if that's not what you're seeking if you're not in that space of human connection and enlightenment and expansion you know so i mean like yeah you're light you're finally living life after 30 years and it's a beautiful thing and you're gonna keep growing like i'm seeing all this stuff and I mean, I scroll through your social media because I do this for all of the guests I, I interview, but it's kind of like even seeing the transformation of the things that were talked about even like a few months ago to like recently, like, and I, I guess like hearing your whole story, like this one, this quote, like I have a few, but I'll read this one that you wrote. It said, the present is truly all there is to live for. The past is a mere memory and the future is an expectation turn the future into an appreciative appetite and not a certain one. And you've actually carried that throughout your whole life. This, this value of living in the moment. It's like, what is going on now? Like you look at yourself right now and I can understand that so much because it's like, you don't think about what could happen necessarily. You're like, all I'm, all, all I care about, all I'm worried about is how much pain I'm in right now. I'm not thinking about what, what I'm going to feel tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So it's like living in that present when it comes with a healthy foundation, like you are, you're freaking unstoppable. And that's what you are. Yeah. I appreciate you. That, that means a lot to me. You know, it's, I do have to say like, you know, it's, you, you, you expect you, you, you saying that quote, like it just, I appreciate that mm -hmm. because I, uh, it, it, it allows me to reflect back right to, you know, when I wrote it and, I remember writing it and, and thinking like, wow, it's so important. Like, like I'm wholeheartedly with you right now. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it has to be there. Like, I'm a pretty passionate guy. I'm a very passionate dude about like, so when I'm in a conversation or if I'm at, people feel that I'm fully in that conversation mm -hmm. and I don't understand, you know, people are letting specific moments, these special moments pass them by like they're going to exist again in some near future or expect that that future is, is supposed to be coming. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I it, like, I just want to be so focused on what's happening right now that, you know, you get my undivided attention, you know, uh, that I give you my, my, my whole personality that I'm fully here, that I'm fully real. Exactly. And, you know, I had a difficult day the other day I woke up and, and, and it was just, it was just hard and, and I shared on my stories like fuck I'm having a hard day and people are like holy cow you're having a hard day I was like yeah I'm fucking human too yeah you know like well, I don't expect like this big muscular you know tough looking guy to have emotions you know or at least express it I'd say like that's where that's powerful and like that shows the strength too that you have that you're able to be vulnerable and just real with people you need to be because if you're not authentic at the end of the day how do you get people to to believe it, believe in you or trust you? Exactly. Um, you know, or, or, or develop a great connect with you, develop that relationship. Yeah. For sure, you've been on this amazing journey, and I'm actually really happy that we came here at this moment because, like, you are at the perfect time in your life where you can actually reflect and appreciate and express your lessons. Like, we're looking back you can say, huh, I did this because of that. And actually like there's truth and there's growth in that statement. So like, and now like, you know, you're, you're on a path. I mean, like you, you, you're going to go to all these events and it's amazing to see how far you've come. 
How's your relationship with your dad, by the way, now? Amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's great. Like, my parents, we, I have a great relationship with my parents, my family, right? Like, it's been, it's been great. And they're, they're amazing. They support me. They've always supported, like, where I'm going now, right? Like, super grateful for them. I'm blessed to have them. And while you were, like, kind of jumping from industry to industry, <laughs> what was the feedback they were giving you? Do what you love. Oh, man. You're like, I wish you were my wife. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm sure she was an amazing person. And that's the thing. That's a tough part of it is that when two people aren't compatible, it doesn't necessarily mean that the, either one is a bad person. And that's the toughest part 100%. of that. 100%. And, and you know what? I think my purpose is not to... I just want to be happy, right? Like, whatever, like, I, maybe my time is not to be married or whatever. Like, I just want to love life and, like, be happy and genuinely help more people. And if, if somebody great comes along again, that's awesome, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm in no rush. Mm-hmm. So now you're doing a lot and your business is exploding, your online business, and you're helping people find themselves in fitness and business and, like, just kind of life in general, right? You want to talk a little bit about the Eric Balance yeah. now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, I mean, we have Balance Bodies. So Balance Bodies is, was my initial business. That's how it started, right? Like, um, so we help people, you know, transform uh, their mind, their body, uh, their fitness, uh, right? So through their spirit, it's a spiritual way, way of doing it. But obviously, you know, we get into nutrition, uh, health and fitness, right? So <clears throat> through our 12 week 90 day programs right so you know we have a team that i have now uh, that we implement and get you through that process and then we've also unfolded uh myself and now colin uh who's also my partner in that in that business financially fit so him and i have developed financially fit academy and it's been a great it's it's been great we have 20 clients all over uh, canada and the united states where they get uh, actually we even have a lady from scotland who are wanting to show up at a high level mm-hmm. and develop their own business online businesses so we have a specific strategy that we've implemented through collins and myself's you know journeys you know we talk about the five pillars whether it's like first of all your product your marketing mm-hmm. obviously sales your operations and your finance hmm. we really dive deep into those 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 three processes through our signature financially fit formula right so with that you know we've been able to help people you know transition slowly develop you know a side hustle a side income and evolve their own personal branding as you know they're working their nine to fives you know so essentially i've become as as i've you know had my own mentors I've yeah. also, and I continue to do, I, I yeah. still have a mentor, you know, and obviously I'm still going to Tony Robbins and, and still being mentored. Right. But I've also become a mentor now. Right. Mm-hmm. So I get to support others now and pay it forward. That to me is really huge because I get to, you know, help people unlock their potential and hold them to that limitless capacity that raise they, your that, standards. raise your standards, raise your it's like, it's like I said today, you know, shift your mindset, you will shift your life. Mm, yeah, right. definitely. So, and the best thing is that like, you've got all this experience behind you. So you can take from all of that. I mean, even like the whole balancing multiple jobs, like people appreciate that they're getting content and they're getting coaching or whatever inspiration from somebody who like cannot just relate, but knows even that extra level of what they're going through. And, and it's not easy. Like, let, I'm not here to sugarcoat anything. Like, building the businesses is not easy. It's not. It's not going to be easy. But if you, it's going to be a lot harder if you don't ask the right questions or have the right people to support you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing in this life is a guarantee. That's for sure. But if you don't do anything, if you don't get outside and and get out of your own head or, or get yes. out of your own way that's certainly not going to change, right? No, completely. Because I would say that's something that currently I'm even, because my my podcast at this point is, you know, we're starting it off. And there are so many other opportunities. Like when you get into the online uh, platform, 
it's like you start seeing it. I'm starting to see it, right? It's like, oh my God, so many different opportunities. And I'm just like being real right now. But it's like, can I really monetize that? And I just had this conversation. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're like, for sure. I literally had a conversation with a girl yesterday who helps build brands like online sort of thing. And so she actually told me specifically, she was like, there are people like that she works with because she helps them that have not even half the story that you have that are pushing their content and that are selling content because they show up and they firmly believe that they can help that other person. Yep. There's no doubt in my mind. Zero. You're, you're, you're <laughs> an awesome, awesome podcast. I'm, I'm just oh. grateful to be a part of it. That's oh all. God, so if so there's, anything that, there's anything that I can do to support you, you just let me know. Yeah. Thank you so much. One last thing I wanted to ask you just to wrap things up. It's going to be my final question for you. And that is what message or personal thought would you like to share with my listeners? Yeah. So one thing that I've never forgot, and it was one thing that I've always lived by and that has stuck in my head since I've read it. Victor Hugo said, there's nothing like a dream to create your future. Hmm. There's nothing like a dream to create your future. That's where it starts. Yeah. It all starts up here. That's right. I love it. To the audience, if you wanted to reach out to Eric or check out any of his programs or connect online, you can access him through his email, which is eric, E-R-I-C, at ericbalance.com. His website is ericbalance.com. And he has uh, Instagram, two accounts, his personal account is at Eric Balance and at Balance Bodies Fitness is another fitness page where you can check out what his team is doing and how they add value to their clients. So that page again is at Balance Bodies Fitness. Thank you guys so much for listening today. And Eric, thank you so much for being here. That concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, feel inspired and would like to hear more, please subscribe to the Relentless Minds podcast via the link in the show notes or visit LoriJimenez.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.